Hello everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Some, it's episode number 18, 18, there you go, it's all good, good to see you, let's get to the next 18 and so on, been good, good feedback everybody, thanks for taking time to tune in, check out the show, leave positive reviews and as always keep that up as much as you can, it helps the show tremendously, so thanks again, good guest we had on this week, Animalia, the brains and founder of Animalia, Tony O'Neill. Now, Tony O'Neill spent a lot of time, the last eight years exactly, building up a brand that has become recognised for being a Scottish brand with a social heartbeat. World-class fightwear, tried and tested by champions, they've got a lot of champions in their own right, supporting the brand and spreading the message across. UFC's Joe Calderwood, Sajara Banks, some and many. And really, really inspirational chat we got the chance to have with Tony with regards to how he got to where he is now, experiences in America, working his way up, going through a pandemic, changing a couple of designs, bringing the reins down to a kind of more specific type, and much, much more. Very inspiring chat, very inspiring guy. Check out Animalia underscore Apparel on Facebook, Instagram. Check out Tony's page, give him a wee message if you need any more ideas in terms of what to do, how to do it, and the community aspect that they do with the kick. The Animalia Kick program is great, a lot of profits in place to help people, help youths and again give back to the society that's given him so much as well. So really, really inspiring guy if I've not already said so, but go and check him out, have a listen to the episode, we'll get some more links your way and if you need any feedback from me or Tony, get in touch with Tony, Animalia, get in touch with me at Let's Talk Some Podcasts on Instagram and again enjoy the show. Welcome to Let's Talk Some. Finally getting you on after uh, getting in touch with you and hearing all about you. I've been able to follow your brand and at least on the social media aspect, get a wee bit of a just behind Animalia and what's going on with it. So how are you? Hi, thanks Steve. It's a pleasure to be on mate. Uh, thanks for being looking forward to this. Um, awesome. It's been, I'm doing well. It's April's a, it's quite an exciting month with everything. It, it feels like um I actually read a quote today, <laughs> it was today with Karim Benzema, but it was today with how, talking about him at Real Madrid, but uh, how Jeff Benzo said that overnight success is, like, it's over 10 years. <laughs> so, like, uh, I feel that the, this has been gone for nearly eight years, or they are here anyway, eight, nine years, and it feels like we're at a, a good point. Um, still a long way to go, right. but... I'm feeling very grateful to where we are the now, considering a year ago it was it was quite worrying to be honest. So Yeah, so I was gonna ask you about that. So a year ago, 2020, 2021, we've had a really mad kind of time going on. Um everything pretty much came to a kind of full stop, if you will. So how have you been from that? So business was in a good place, hit the pandemic, first lockdown. What's happened since then? How's that been? Well, it's funny because when I've um, I was, uh, I was speaking to my friend and I suppose my colleague uh, Fiona, who's who's now kind of part of Animalia, um, is like got to be working on um, funding um, social impact, like because that's important. Yeah. Um, different finances, different ideas, and um, like when I was showing Fiona like where we did literally like plummet. <laughs> like, when I showed her, she was like, 
you really did plummet there. I was like, I don't think people really believe that it, it went for, it was like we sell, it's not like we've had massive sales, but it was still going along and then it just went boof. <laughs> so to go for there, um, to go through the last year, we've, we've just picked up and, it, and it's, it's picked up in the sense of um, online, like even our reach now has grown. Yeah. Um, but also kind of more importantly, the, the engagements and interactions. Like um, I think that it's very, yeah. the social media one's a funny one because we're all aspiring, or people kind of aspire to big following. Big yeah. following doesn't mean <laughs> engagement and mm-hmm. quality engagement. And I think that I was at the start, that's kind of how I thought Animali would grow, but then I've realised that it's what you actually do with interactions that are more important. Yeah. Um, and building a community. So we've managed to build a kind of the community and keep that going. But mm-hmm. um, the big thing for me is how we can then engage with the, the, the athletes, ambassadors, yeah. what we can do for them. Now that we are now growing and we've got a bit of a foundation built. So that basically for the last year, we've been building the foundation stronger. Mm-hmm. So like... Um, the house was already built, but we've kind of knocked it down and started again. And it's now stronger and it's now able to add floors, add layers. Um, and our processes and different things are far better. So we really are an actual brand now. Uh, still, again, still get many steps to go, but yeah. probably about a year ago, it's like, well, we've got a better, we know ourselves a bit better uh, and we can see where it can go. So... Right. Aye, it's definitely, we're in a good position. We're in a good position. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So see the pandemic, like, so we've hit that kind of full stop and that. Do you think that, not to say that that was responsible for maybe the stance that you've got now, but do you think that um, needing to kind of reevaluate and kind of ad-lib on that, do you think that that was kind of positive in the sense that it kind of made you really think, right, um, we kind of get too complacent. We've got to kind of change the strategy here. And uh, that's how you manage to kind of focus on a more personalised experience, because that's what it sounds like. Like you've kind of narrowed it down a lot instead of just looking at the numbers, because we, we know what numbers are like. It's Everybody likes to see the high numbers and that. But then, like you said, it's when you chat to people and that, that's when the kind of results really come out. Definitely, Steve. We... Before, when we were able to meet and when I first started really like getting the brand out there and the brand was, became a brand, and that was in 2016, uh, that was like October, it was more official, I spent a lot of time meeting people and getting out and talking to them. I had, I had my own job, but I was I was like working during the day as a youth worker, sports mm-hmm. worker, and then I would go through to like uh, Alwa and come home at like 12 o'clock at night. Do you know what I mean? So like I did yeah. the and part of me lost that a wee bit over the last year because mm-hmm. I had to focus on other sides. Yeah. Like, because there's so many sides in there, but the, the the key thing there is is that it has to be you have to you have to create a team and you, you can't do it yourself. Um but the pandemic probably gave us a kick, gave me a kick to a few things that what is important, like what is Animali about, like so that's when we're like it was always about using the 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 cool thing to bring people in and then yeah. for something whether it's a person whether it's a group 
whether it's a cause. And that's what we, we found ourselves again. And the other side yeah. as well is what I realised is that your own life is important. And what I mean by that is as a business owner, social entrepreneur, or worker, whatever you like to call us, that uh, I, I didn't put my own health and my own needs and kept getting in a cycle of burnout all the time. And probably as well, a few times I was like, I would actually just give this away. I'm not even selling it. <laughs> Who wants to take this on? I'll sell it to you for 50p. Well, I've, I've obviously, I'm not going to do that, but that's just how I was feeling. And, but then, I, then there was a few times where I, I, I might have had very little social media activity and went, why am I still here? That's yeah. what I'm putting on myself to put post and do all the stuff when it's not there and it's... Mm-hmm. It's there's other things we can be doing, um. So the pa- the pandemic really did help in some kind of bizarre way. Yeah. Um. But it's it, it's definitely helped us in, to some degree, and in get an important mm-hmm. planning. The importance of it's very hard to prepare for a pandemic, but no. be a bit more prepared in other aspects in life. No our numbers better, no our customers. One of the, the best things we done was we we done a questionnaire and we got three hundred and ten responses. The target was the target I know man, like the target was hundred and fifty-five because oh. we done, done that before. But when we got that before, that was like out and about. That was me really going for it. So when I put this out there, we just want I just wanted to know what we can do. I wanted to listen to people, but I never expected free honor. Like that was just that's that's massive. I don't and what people wrote was really yeah. good. And it wasn't just like information about the clothing aspect and how people were interested in buying and what they buy from. That was great to know. But all yeah. the good things was what did they know about Animali? What did they think Animali is? And to hear that for people's own thoughts was quite it was taken aback and um, because they understood animal and that's where a scottish brand my social heartbeat i still don't know who okay wrote okay i still don't know who wrote that um and it's just that when i saw that like my eyes filled up i was like that's just that's it and there was other nice things in there and and even honest things as well it's not all like uh, it's good that people can be critical and all that helps um oh, I, it does it, it helps you grow and mm-hmm. another thing was we done in there was to champion somebody we had about like 90 um 90 90 people championed or something like that um some get multiple ones mm-hmm. um and it was good to see that a lot of people i knew had been recognized and it was also good to see that a lot of people i didn't even have a clue about and didn't right. know about and who were getting championed and that was quite nice to do that just to be like put this out there and by the way this person's been championed for these reasons and what they're doing and you're like there's a lot of cool things happening with people and what they're doing and it was nice to be able to share that and see that and give us a bit of a I don't know another kick like we've we've got a bit of a platform here like what can we actually do there's there's a lot we can do no man that's awesome I mean like you said that's you hearing back for the masses and I mean unintentionally with regards to that social heartbeat so see when you got into it and um, we'll get into 
more about yourself in terms of kind of your your aspect of editing this kind of field. But um, that social heartbeat thing that people mentioned, was that by accident? I mean, you got into it. Um, and as you said, we are youth working and all that kind of stuff, perhaps being at the foundation of it. Um, was that an accident that that kind of wording came about? Like, did you go into it as purely a clothing brand or was it like, I want to help people, but um, I want to do it through this label and through the message that I'm kind of promoting? Uh, the actual accident was actually becoming a brand in the first place. <laughs> that was it. It was never like, the intention was to be kind of like a fitness service, like Aye. a health service. Okay. To help people, just any any person. I just looked at people and went, I know, what may with different people in different areas, what may people with different disabilities. Mm-hmm. You're about people that are that are being put down a bit in life, and they've just proved that you put me down. But I've I've went on to do something, or I've went on to learn to talk, or learn to walk, or learn to right. see whatever the achievement is. You're like, ah, people are brilliant, man. What what they can do. Um, and you, you just learn that. You just see, like, I was lucky at camp, worked in America, and you saw that there was people with different disabilities that maybe never been swimming. Mm-hmm. And you can adapt that, and people done a lot of fuss. So, yeah. Vianna Mali, that's what it was all, that's what it is. It's, it's to, to be a voice or to be a guide for people. Yeah. And also as well, to, to work with people who then can, you can show how this person done that to hopefully be a voice or be a bit of hope for somebody else. Yeah. Um, we totally fell into the brand thing, but my journey is a, a sport development worker working in a mm-hmm. community. I, I, we knew that the situation with funding was quite scarce back then mm-hmm. for communities, for athletes, for social programmes. So when we did fall into the brand, I thought, right, let's sell clothing to make money to do this and never had a clue how we were going to do it, never realised how hard it was going to be and what, what actually creating a brand was all about. Yeah. Um, still, even at this point, we're still working on our brand brand development and brand message and I think mm-hmm. that's an ongoing process to be honest. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, I, we, we kind of fell into that and when I set that up, like Anamalia Sport and Fitness Limited, like, I've been on social entrepreneur programs and different academies and been fortunate to have a lot of education. And that's yeah. actually the good thing about Scotland with that. And it's going to get better that you're able mm-hmm. to access this. Um, but I was already, we were already a social on- enterprise or I was already a social entrepreneur before I knew what a social, what that was. That was quite cool. That was quite cool to know that, wow, I've been a, social entrepreneur or whatever you want to call it for that length of time and I didn't even know what the word was I didn't even know that was a thing um, oh, you were able to just categorise it then and kind of put a label to it and go right that's what I am that's what I do aye a business yeah. is good that's, that's the whole <laughs> um, never thought I'd have a business in my life or mm-hmm. never, never even thought any of that but that's where we've ended up um, so I'm, I'm grateful we're, we're I'm quite like that as a person, and I'd like to think that's what Anna Marley's quite good at, is being able to adapt. Yeah. No, that's... No, man. That's it. So, Anna Marley, it's been, what, eight years? Eight years now, yeah? Roughly, aye. Like, the Roughly. idea, like, the whole thing, it, it was it started off as Tony's Boot Camps. 
and then it, it went for that to Anamalia, um, and then Anamalia Paro, and then we'll get visions of separating the brand a wee bit, mm-hmm. can't say too much, but into different bits, yeah. and, and then maybe different kind of businesses as well, but that's that's a way, that's a way in the future, but that's all about the evolution, um, which I quite like. That sounds exciting stuff. So I've followed, let's say I've followed Anamalia. I've seen, I mean, I don't know what you think about in terms of yourself, but I've been able to see uh, the traction, or at least if we're just going by social media, um, I've seen the fall and the attention you get, the engagement that you get for people, whether it's some um, new people, loyal kind of people in regards to the brand and that. So I've seen that. So that's kind of what it's built up to. But just to give you a wee bit of background, so Anamalia, eight years. What's your story in terms of kind of how did that come about and what was it like for you at the start kind of getting into that? A wee bit of background on yourself. Um, so that, uh, for many years, uh, I didn't find, have a purpose. I didn't find that I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I felt a bit lost. I didn't know what was out there. Um, and when I was like in my teens, I like drinking, I like playing football, um, but never had any idea what I, what I liked. I did like, though I liked sport, yeah. um, I liked being creative, I liked art, I liked cartoons, yeah. um, I liked video games, um, gaming. Um, I just liked imagination, even as a wee, young, young wee boy. Yeah. Um, but never knew I could use any of that as a, as a job or a skill. Um, I found myself, uh, I worked in British Gas as a customer advisor. What I did find though through different jobs is I like to help people or be around people. Yeah. And um, and I also could work hard as well, even like, I, I like physical physical jobs. So I worked, I once worked with an industrial electrician, Aye. powering uh, a fish farm. This was like when I was like <laughs> 20. Um, and uh, my job was to pull off the, the, the cable, but the cable was like that thick. I can picture it. I can picture it. So I saw that as a challenge, like to pull that. Oh. So I wasn't even at the gym at the time. I was just like being physical. So I done that, and then I, I labelled tiling, roofing, night shift in Tesco. Night shift for five years, and was able oh. to do night shift and play football on a Saturday morning. So I, I developed this thing where I could stay up for two days and still do things, but that 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 didn't on the long run that that's gone. Oh, it's got an expiry point, is it? Aye. So <laughs> that's kind of why I'm able to do the Nevis twenty four hour challenge because I know I can do that. Aye. So it's mad how you learn these things. But I went through that and um, it was really at um, doing Tesco night shift where Katie Tunstall suddenly I see came on the radio. And I was just listening to that song and it's like, I see this is what I want to be. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking, I hate this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I like the people. I, I like the people at Night Shift. They were great. What a laugh. But you, you worked hard. Like, we we done, but I just didn't like it. I was kneeling on the floor and went, I want to go to college. So that's when I started. I went and applied for fitness, health and exercise at Nautical College. And went to college at 23. So yeah. I was a late starter. Um, Went on a journey there at the Gobbles, met people I'd never met before, like proper Glaswegians. Oh. <laughs> and some scary folk, um, some nice folk and all, no scary, just like, just never, never knew 
people like this kind of existed and also never realised how hard somebody's life could actually be. Or yeah, yeah. Face, man, I was oblivious to things. Um, then past that, um, get accepted into Cali Uni today's sport and active lifestyle promotion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if MDL that's my degree. I, I love sport and activity and I love what it can yeah. do for people. Um, and through that journey, we learned that um, people people get prescribed um, exercise when they're recovering from serious heart surgery. So see, mm-hmm. like older people, or people in general, but this was specifically older people, yeah. were using exercise as rehab. And I was like, what? Like, People are solid. Like even like your the stereotypical wee old granny looks frail, but yeah. same wee woman's rock walking five mile a day mm-hmm. at seventy eight years old. You're like that. Oh man, you're you're tough. This is great. So yeah, man. Went through all that. Learned about the the whole thing with the Commonwealth Games, the bid, and all that. Yeah. And and before it even happened, and then when that actually happened, I had went through uni. And saw that, so we understood why people bid for these things and the whole point of regeneration and how yeah. we are critical hat on that mm-hmm. it's not just all about it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Um there can be a lot of good done, but there could be a lot of talk done beneath action. So right. then, then I actually graduated, um, got a two-one, and then I, awesome. I spent a year unemployed trying to sign on. But I'd been working in America on and off for four years, going to camp. I absolutely loved that as a counsellor and a lifeguard. What kind of camp was that? So it was a uh, camp island. It was uh, a camp for kids and adults with disabilities. Is that the ones in Missouri? Everywhere. So Is it everywhere? Aye, yeah. aye. So there's, there's, I think there's thousands of them yeah. in America. Um, so we, we had, the, had the privilege of going there for four years, um, working with loads of people from different countries and that also helped me as well in a cultural perspective. I, yeah. uh, I mean having pals from all over the world is so cool man. Mm. One of my, my very good pals, I went to his wedding, he actually messaged me today. Um I, I was at his wedding, so he's from Spain, he married a Scott mm. Classy. Um, me and Juan couldn't really speak to each other like talking as much yeah. that way, but we could communicate through football oh. uh, through having a drink mm-hmm. um, and I was at his wedding and he mentioned me in his wedding I was like that's the coolest thing ever man like, they wonder, man. it was great to see him great to see him happy with Louise and they've got a wee boy called Freddie so um, been able to experience all that I'm so lucky man I've got so many cool pals for everywhere um, yeah. and who are just cool good people um, and then from there I managed to get a job as a, a children and young people sport development worker and at the time as well I was unemployed um, but before I got that that's when the, the kind of what animalia came about and it came about because my my, my dad and he, he passed away on the 11th of August um, 2011 and um, I was at camp and my brother phoned us and said uh, he's had a heart attack and he's not here anymore so uh, that was that was one of I well, highlight definitely I was going to say a highlight, not a highlight, but a highlight is terrible. Oh, one yeah. of the worst just the worst thing that's ever happened to me and I gave mm. up for that. And, um I need, I decided I need to kinda uh, live a better way that I had been and mm-hmm. no no 
like know with his name in vain kind of thing or yeah he done a lot of good things in his life and he was a good guy and he he had a he had a pretty shite start to life he was adopted for a baby and just different things in his life but he turned out to be a good guy and you're just like that aye thanks thanks dad so here we go here's this is how Animali was started and the whole point of it is was to at the time prevent that from happening to people but mm-hmm. I've learned over a time that's very hard to do. You, you, to prevent these things is just so hard. But where it comes down to is showing people that maybe it's not too late to try things, which it kind of conflicts me now because it was too late for him. But he did yeah, yeah. try to get healthier, he was trying to get fitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, was, he had a lot of health problems and different things. But it was also now down to what I see now. 10 years on is today we, how he was he, the, the kind of bit at the start of his life and then also um, maybe not being able to talk about things, maybe know how to deal with things and yeah. that's why I'm quite a bit of an advocate of talking about your feelings and showing your vulnerability side um, yeah. and I think that's important so we going through that uh, Anamali was basically became a thing um, and then Got a job as a sport development worker, working in a community in Royston, um, which was absolutely brilliant. Uh, wow, what a journey that was. Um, it started just as a economy of games was kind of happening as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to experience that and then learn about working in a community and how what the challenges there are, but also mm-hmm. what the opportunities are and how how many diamonds are actually are in, in communities. Um, yeah. Um, and learning a few humble lessons about things, um, about the power of, what the power of sport can do, mm-hmm. but also the, the power of just uh, being, I suppose, humble or putting your ego to the side and actually try to learn about people and what, what they need and what they want, rather yeah. than assuming, oh, I've got a degree, I know, I know what I'm talking about. No, you don't. You know some things. You don't know what it's like to be in Royston or in a community. So that's kind of my biggest messages for that is that mm-hmm. you need to really embrace a community that you're trying to work in, whether it's a community like Royston or a community like uh, Mixed Martial Arts or yeah. it's a, a gaming community, any community mm-hmm. you can think of, you need to strip what you know and just want it where I open, open my eyes, open my arms and be willing to listen. So that's... That's kind of, that was some answer for <laughs> what you asked me, but aye, that's, that's kind of where it all, all stems from, all that. It's all really, I suppose, I use a bit of, it can be painful. I felt a wee, a wee bit, you know, upset there, but it just isn't. Mm-hmm. So I think that you can use these pains to, aye, in a positive way or in a constructive way, if that makes sense. Like, you just need to learn to love with things more than anything else. It's learning to love with it, not to learn to accept it's not there or not happened, which is up to anybody, but I've just learned mm-hmm. to love with these things and love a life as best I can. No, it's a bit like strength and that I've found, I mean, certainly, I mean, your story and even just that aspect of it and kind of how you've got to where you are, um, many people, and not through their own fault, would kind of crumble or fail to kind of pick themselves up for the types of things because we're not all we're not all built. We don't get a kind of manual to kind of say right. 
here's what you do, here's how you get through that. But it's about the kind of what you what you kind of do with that struggle and um, how you channel it. I've noticed that as I've gotten older as well. So, like you said, when you're getting older than that, it's when you kind of look back on the inside because you want to escape the community day when you're younger. You're like, this is life. This kind of this kind of sucks. I want to go out and see the world and leave all that kind of shit behind. But then when you get older, it's like you know what. I've kind of got the to- the tools. I'm equipped to be the attitude and the tools. I might have this knowledge that I've been able to attain that I can kind of take back in and help people. So that's that's the way it kind of sounds anyway, Faye, your experience and what you're doing. So when you've went for going back through the camps and kind of came back to Scotland, did you come back with a different mindset in terms of, here's where I was brought up, here's the kind of difference I want to make? Was it that kind of simplistic or was there a bit more of kind of complex to it? That's, that's quite a good question. That no, that's it. Did it change? It opened my eyes. Even the first the first time I went, Aye. we were looking. We were responsible for people, responsible for some vulnerable people that needed one to one care. Mm-hmm. Also, what what they needed and what they deserved was the best time at camp. Yeah. So you really had to like let go of your insecurities and worries. Like my biggest concern was doing one to one care for another mm-hmm. man. Yeah. I mean, wiping everything, feeding. What? Whereas the per, it's the person receiving that. Like I was not lying. Do you know what I mean? I was like, wait a minute, why am I worried here? Like, yeah. I need to look after somebody. Like, get your worries to fuck and just. Yeah, do, man. You know what I mean, I can see what you're saying. But if that person's not worried and just needs your help, just needs your attention, needs your care, then what are you worried about? Yeah. Do that. Just do it. Make just make sure you do it. The way you would want to be looked after, and then in terms of like the camp and singing and activities and possibilities, like okay, uh, this camper might not be able to swim, or they might be in a chair with a restricted movement. Like, do they can we get? How do we get them swimming? What do we do? Right, we'll get noodles, we'll get floats. Yeah, take our time. We use people. Like, we just don't think that we can't do anything or nothing can be done. Mm-hmm. So that was like ingrained in us, like to see what can we do? What can we do? Do things safely. Do yeah. things, think outside the box a bit. Like don't just take no for an answer. Like mm-hmm. don't be wrong. If somebody really doesn't want to do so and that's different, then you, like, that's, you don't push that. But if it's like, just in terms of circumstance, like, how can we do this? So yeah. um, that kind of, I, that mentality really has been in, ingrained in me, so I'm quite grateful for that. No, so that mentality, um, back into the, the kind of cloven aspect of it, so you came back, you've got a kind of name for your brand, if you will, you've got an agenda, you want to kind of take it as far as possible. What kind of challenges would you say you had kind of early days? So you got your social media, you've got this name, um, I've... I've I've not started my own businesses, if you will, but I've always been able to kind of think of the ideas like, I can do this, I can go and do that. You start it. If you don't get the response you want to get, you're like, Kim, what? that's it. Packed in. I've no idea attention I want to get. I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. So did you meet any challenges like that at the start before you kind of got to the stage you're at? Well, in keep me honest, Steve, we still are. still an ongoing thing. However... What, what you kind of need for, to some degree, is some kind of validation for your idea. And this isn't, 
this is that your mum tell me that your ideal is brilliant because that <laughs> you shouldn't really go with that as well. Not at all, not at all. That's no, I love my mum. My mum's been a big part of Anamali's growth and, mm-hmm. and so like Anamali owes her owes my wee mum a lot and I owe a lot, but when it comes down to it, it's just a proposed validation, especially when people don't know who you are and yeah. don't don't you just kind of give them a concept and really that came from um we were doing a european european youth exchange and i had like mock-up designs and this was the summer of 2016 Mm -hmm. Um, and there was there was kids from finland austria poland and hungary that went to um auckland gilling camp with with kids from glasgow royston and um when we were there, I just so happened to show designs. And so all the kids didn't know who I was. Oh. Didn't even know what Animalia was. And it was, it was just a concept at the time, a brand. Mm. But it wasn't actually called Animalia Apparel. It was Animalia Sport and Fitness. So there wasn't even, Animalia Apparel wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Um, all these kids were like, whoa, what? We like you art, don't like you art, but that's cool. Like, we just go to it. And I'm like, how? So this is, oh my mind, that was a small, that was me doing market research again, but it's social enterprise thing. I didn't know what market research was. I was already doing it, but I didn't yeah. know what I was doing it. And then I just went, right, this is definitely a thing. Like, you can make this work. And then I thought, and then I remember hearing somebody talk about, like, like somebody made a business selling fire extinguishers, like <laughs> a business selling pens, paper. Like, so how do you do that? There must yeah. be, you could literally sell anything. Oh, you can, so, you can. And it's what you do with it, and what what you if you can sell something, but it also has a message and it has mm-hmm. a purpose. Surely you can do this. So started that, and then like I say, the whole idea was bought 150 t-shirts and hoodies and all that. That even just getting things printed was was hard manufacturing, which is getting better now. But we're talking about five years on. Did you use a company for that, or did you get like a printing press and just kind of go go to town on design and stuff? I used um, I used a company. Oh. I've never done it myself. Went to a printer, um, <laughs> printer in Glasgow, and just got them to print things on. Um, <laughs> actually, actually made a, a mistake and printed the logo back to like the inverted. So they, they basically that. That was the face was black and the the, the <laughs> but that that actually worked like people liked it and all and I'm like that's not what I meant but uh. what um I went for a good but um I think it was one of the t-shirts was seventy percent bamboo fifty percent organic cotton focused on things like that made didn't realise that there was implications to different fabrics to different prints and all that uh. um. Also thought when I got all the, this this investment, then in, uh, invest in these t-shirts like they would just sell because people said they wanted them. Doesn't uh, work that as well. Um, it's not as straightforward as that. It would be great if it was, but it's no. You'd have a hundred people telling you they'll buy it, but maybe five will. So that's, yeah. you need to take these hits. That old chestnut. Um, <laughs> and then so that was a massive challenge. Um, the online thing was a challenge. Doing setting up a website was a challenge. I didn't have Shopify. I used something else. Shopify is brilliant. There's other ones now that are that are just as good. So I advise anybody get one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also as well, listening to people that were in an industry that 
were telling me things and I'm like, nah, I think mobile phones are going to be more used now than computers, but they were like, but th there was other things as well to do with the community aspect, like just thinking like we're just going to be a wee daft charity, um, people not understanding the name, what it meant, how to say it, just, just everything. I was kind of, paints a great negative picture, but it, it is what it is. People, I think a lot of people are surprised, would be surprised at where it is now. Mm -hmm. And that's no, I'm always surprised as well, so I'm not judging anybody for that. That's just life. Um, but definitely there were people that were, aye, that were only too kind about it. And maybe, um, but I just didn't get the whole social aspect when social enterprises have got to be bigger than ever. Um, that's why B corporations, B corps are popping up everywhere. Like there's loads of B corps that B corporations that exist that people don't even know about. Ben and Jerry is a B corp, a business for good that I don't think people know. Um, so I, there was a lot of probably things like that. And then also the, the challenge is navigating people, working with people and explaining things and also appreciating that people have also got other things going on in their life so this is still you you, you want to like i'll be honest with how i want to work with folk but it has taken time and probably longer than i thought yeah i totally can understand that people don't get tired of it but just they're, they're just their life's important and animalia isn't it? and i don't expect it to be as well um i only expect animalia to be really important to me <laughs> And other people can maybe have similar, but it's me founded it, so I need to accept that. Um, I need to accept that life's important for other people, and it should be. Mm. That, that's that goes without saying. And Anamalia, so if you got like a close knit, like we're talking about community again. So although you're kind of you've got Anamalia out there, you're letting people hear about your ideas, your scope, your vision. Have you got like a team in sense? So. Um, when you've got someone being cut across, have you got like affiliates and stuff that people are able to kind of spread the message who are able to kind of justify it in the way that you've been able to kind of get it across? Have you got people continuing to promote it kind of everywhere then? Aye, but that's, that's a fortunate thing. We've got all different people, different athletes, organisations, partners, mentors. Aye. Like, aye. Um, and I suppose the... The thing with that is that, that frustrates me is just, I want to give back to people who have supported us more. Yeah. Especially for the last who's been who's been there for the start. Do you know what I mean? We've got athletes and people that I spoke to for the start who's been mm -hmm. on this journey with me. Um and I just it's kind of like you just I suppose it's kind of like you imagine like a lottery winner having all that money and just going, right, here you go, do this, do that. And that, that that's what the the dream is, um, but I think sometimes as well, I think that there is people, what I forget is people are a lot more understanding than I, I need to remember, but they get it. Mm. Um, so I, there's, like I say, for all the negative and the people that didn't get it, there's a lot that do and it's always, I kind of, sometimes you find yourself sitting in a quiet room when it's dark and just thinking, man, this is, people actually believe us and people mm -hmm. love that and do it. So um, as much as I'm saying that I'm the one that's got to care the most, there's a lot of people that do care about it. And yeah. it's, I can't really, that's, I'm grateful for that, man. You can't ask for more than that. Um, so, what, what, do you think, 
What do you think's key to making people kind of get that level of care and passion in the same way that you have? Like, is that through you just, I mean, continue to promote? They're able to see, although you've not been able to get to the kind of heights that perhaps you want to tell that at this kind of stage, or perhaps it's just like everybody's going through a kind of battle at the moment. Um, do you think it's just seeing your resilience and your passion for it? People are like, you know what, this guy's, um, this guy's in a, I would say, a very competitive world. I mean, the clothing industry, the fightwear industry, and that there's there's a lot of brands going about. Do you think it's your message? It's a bit long winded there, actually, mate. But do you think it's the kind of passion and dedication you've got for it that people are like, you know what, man, I'm this this guy believes in it, so we believe in it, and we're going to kind of stand alongside him through every aspect of that. Do you think that's what kind of keeps that building? To be honest, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I kind of... It might be, aye. It might be the fact that they're just like, well, he's stuck at it this long. Uh, it must be something, um, and it's not going away. Um, and I think maybe the fact that we have... We've done some cool things, like, like the championing people... Mm-hmm. Giving it away in the events that meant that we didn't take money. We didn't. We, mm-hmm. we raised that money and that went to the two charities. So I think maybe that it's part of that. They see that it's not just all about the making money side. Um, there's a bit more to it. So and just the just people like Scottish Scottish brand with a social heartbeat saying things like that. You're like, what well, you said that better than me, and I've lived and breathed this. <laughs> so. I think that's it. I think that it's, I think it's, I, I sometimes think when I'm in it, I'm in amongst it all the time. It's constantly on my mind. It's, yeah. I love this every day. So I, I, I probably maybe don't see some things a lot. Um, but I definitely I remember people that have helped or done some or any contribution or I, that means a lot. I try, I make a point or a point everybody that messages or comments or, mm-hmm. Um, and even even folk that are <laughs> even manufacturers that are messaging every day, I still reply. So nice, like at least I know thank you. Like I don't, do you know what I mean? So um, and the people I've been fortunate as well, good people, just coming across some cracking people that yeah. care and and want to be part of it. And mm-hmm. that that's uh, that's so high. It's very, it's very bizarre. I'll not get tired of that anyway, and I'll no, I'll not take it for granted. That's for sure. That sounds sounds like humble. It sounds like you're able to just kind of see it for, well, look at it through your lens, and it's kind of part, like awesome man. This this is kind of where it should be, but part of it's like, like what the hell is going on, man? Like this is just a wee idea I had. Um, asking you on that, right? So I'm, I'm a big, well, I don't know, I'm a massive, massive MMA fan, right? I mean, pure major. Um, I seen like Joe Calderwood and the uh, Sajara Banks and stuff like crossing America, um, wearing Animalia stuff, right? So, see when you're getting that across there. I've seen them wearing it. I don't know. Um, I've seen them in training wearing it, for example, and I've seen the brand and again that's ident- identity to the kind of brand and the logo and stuff like that. Do you get any kind of no fallback? But do you get any kind of response on that? Because those are people that. I mean, they're at the they're at the high high end of the sport that they're in, and they're fighting for the biggest um, platform possible. Do you get any kind of feedback for that, like for people wearing that type of brand and that type of that type of capacity? 
we, yeah, we, 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 that, but when these things have happened and we've done, mm-hmm. it's been incredible. Like, a cool thing, one of the pictures we, when Jojo had on in front of the, the USC Institute. Like, yeah. I'm a massive geek for what sports science and interested in all that. So mm-hmm. not only is that in the UFC, but it's at like a proper sport performance place in yeah, Las Vegas. With a salt iron, and I'm just like, that is cool, man. Like, I would love, I would be, see you meet somebody, like, it'd be great to meet, meet Jojo or any of our fighters for that matter. Um, but see if you go to meet like a sports scientist person, for that, I'd be all over that. But I feel yeah. geeked out. <laughs> like, I love it. Um, but yeah, definitely, it's made, it's had a massive impact in, mm. in fighters and people that have been part of it. It just, it just validates the product and validates what we're doing and mm-hmm. like you just want to do more of that. Um and again I probably don't really see the magnitude at times of that. Like I understand it and like I'm grateful, but I think when people say things <laughs> just like I'm just cracking on, I'm just sitting here on view part doing my thing. Um but it would be aye, it, it's definitely helped. Um, the I suppose the image or the the understanding of Animalia mm-hmm. to, to help it to move up the ranks, so to speak. So I still think that if you want to look at MMA terms, we're still amateur, and the goal is is to hit that uh, that top spot. But we don't need to be the best. We don't no, need no. better, but we need to be the best we can be, and that's it. We need to do that, and it would be cool. Like I, I kind of quite like the fact that um, our, our clothing can match other brands in terms of quality, despite yeah. us being, it really is a David and Goliath, even probably small, you're smaller than that probably. <laughs> like, I don't think people realise the magnitude of these things, but to get to that stage, I, it's definitely it's quite humbling. And I was never into the mixed martial arts world as well. It's another world that I've joined and been part of and like, like I look out for, like I'm now, um, I've watched many fights and I'm understanding it more. I yeah. like pain as a, in terms of like see the, the conditioning side and mm-hmm. the background. I'm, I'm, I'm so interested in all that, interested in the fight, but I'm just interested in so many aspects here. Um, mm-hmm. like the technical side and how even understanding the, the level that people are at. It's no people that can just fight. It's people that know how to fight and know what they're doing. And if you throw this, they know that they can do this, this, and this. And if that doesn't work, they've got this they can do. And it's like, like chess, is it? It's like a chess game, man. Aye, it really is. And it's like, I think I learned that for like... I've seen how young Jamie McGowan fights, and he's very calm. Mm. Even with Stuart's great one, been to many fights, and the crowd shouting, and it's like quite chaotic and fighting. Yeah. And Jamie's just composed. Uh, it's mad. I've never quite got it either. He's just talking and even learning with him. And in fact, it's so it's funny because we got similar, different ones a boxer, ones a kickboxer or MMA. And their two approach and some mm-hmm. like Michael spoke about waiting on a fight. He sat still. He never like paced about. He never yeah. moved. He just was like, "Well, I'm using energy." So, and then Jamie's the same. Jamie's known to fall asleep and <laughs> sleep well before, but he's done all the hard work. Oh. 
Um, and that's helped me realise even about like, say hill walking, example, I like that and endurance stuff. Like if I've done all the training, but like, I could be sleeping and somebody says, right, you've got to do your walk in a minute, mm -hmm. that'd be me off. I've done all my training. I'm just reserving that energy. Yeah. So um, it's, it's pretty cool when you're involved in all this and like a quite interesting jiu-jitsu. Um, I've done a I've done a wee bit of that. That's been yeah. interesting, um, and I want to, I want to do more of that. I, I'm I, I came from a football background, and then I, I want to get into that as a, a personal point of view. And then just watching, like I've seen the card um, for is it the 24th of April, and um, with Usman and Asvidal, uh, and then. Um, the two lassies, I don't know if she's... Valentina Shevchenko and uh, Jessica and Braj. It's a card, a card and a half, man. And Rose and... Um, oh, Rose and uh, Zhang, Weiwei Zhang, are young. Like, yeah. I'm quite excited about, if I'm being honest, I'm more excited about the two lassie fights than the guy. Me too, mate. I'm the same. I know, that, I know it's going to be a good fight, but I kind of... Like... <laughs> I'm just... Just especially with the, with the four athletes that are just all different. Yep. All, they all really are different. If you actually look at them, mm -hmm. they're all so different. Um, really different styles and I don't know. No, you're right though. That's it. I mean, you've got the main events. Um, I mean, different styles. You've got a wrestler versus a kind of boxer. But uh, the girls and the way they're fighting, like, I'm sure that um, Nami Yuna's like Rose is like, um, she's got good striking, but she's like a kind of ground game. And then you've got Wally Zhang, who's like a striker that's fucking being dominant as anyone. But I, I agree. I mean, women's MMA now, compared to what it was, there's such a change. Even Joe Calderwood, just talking about Joe Calderwood in her last fight, um, she's had a couple of setbacks where she's kind of got so close to where she needs to be in terms of fighting and the title fights and all that. And she just falls short. She's done a fight a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. And I was like, God's sake, man. Like, I probably not give that lassie credit just because, I mean, I'm proud Scots, Scottish and all that. But I've always had that kind of, not bias, but it's like, ah, oh, here we go, Scotland, Scotland's football team. Probably going to kind of spread across to all the other sports. Scotland, do you know that kind of defeatist attitude where you're like, um, they never seem to do well. So you just kind of have that automatic... Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll do fine, but they're not going to win because that's just the way it is. But um, I'm slowly, finally being able to kind of change that. And I'm like, you know what, man, like Scotland, like the kind of grit, the determination that the athletes have got, and it kind of makes you appreciate it more. So I'm noticing that in, well, Joe Calderwood's instance and just in general with the women's sport and how they're kind of coming about as well. So, I man, I think it's awesome. I, I'm, I'm with you there, even following Jojo and guys like she's like a, a champion Muay Thai fighter. Like, they're so, these athletes are like, it's not just like they just became good at MMA, they've got a history and, and ring time and yep. training and hours and hours and hours and hours of dedication. Like, and then the whole cutting and then dealing with injuries. Like, this is a different breed of human beings. But like you're saying though as well, with the mentality, like this is where I think it's just like the whole, say this as well, um, maybe a bit controversial because it's a, a, it could be a love-hate with this guy, but like Conor McGregor, we're not here to take part, we're here to take over. Like, mm -hmm. 
love that man. Like I'm not here to take any way think people's thing, but just that mindset. We're not here to fuck about. We're yep. here to say something here. We're yep. not a daft we Scottish brand. We're here to be the real deal. We might be small, but you'll know about us. So aye, we, we like being the mix. And um it, it, the other side is well when it comes to competition and anything, you need rivals. The, Competition breeds success. It helps people get better. Yeah. If you if you've not got any competition, you'll get to a point where why do you do it? You'll just be like, what's the point? Like it's too you easy. Do it. You need it. People, people shy away from it and they're like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to do that. And you're like, no man, but if you're seeing them perhaps a wee bit further ahead, you're like, you know what, I need to do that. I need to just kind of up the game a wee bit and just kind of be resilient and power forward. So no, I agree. I love I love competition. Aye. Strive on it, need it. It's needed. And I think that, especially in Scotland and fighting, what, there's a lot of good, there's a, the talent pool's just grown and grown and grown. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that we've always seen more champions across the board. Yep. Definitely.
Aye. Uh, and then the older one, like with a line, with the, the sole tyre, that'll come back. I've got to come back his T-shirts because we've only done a small batch of that. And it's like, that's not done yet. That, that can be a staple. Yeah. other side of it is, is learning what's kind of tra- trending in the world and what we're looking at. And it, there is certain, definitely certain trends. And, and it also comes down to as well that it's very easy to have all these ideas and go, right, I'm going to make 20 things, which I did do at the start. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to, that, that's so much. So what we've done now is, is literally stripped it back, condensed it again. So it's kind of like the whole the Animalia logo hoodies with that writing. That'll be a staple mm-hmm. on that things. So we just keep that. Same with like the soil tyre. Same with like the, the rash guards, what we've got to have with a big logo. Um, the active wear is simple. It's black. It's got tape in it. But yeah. it's your core, your core range. So working with people on the team, and this, this isn't my, this math stuff, um, far from it. This has been different people like working with brand developer um, for a long time. We'll need to revisit that and work again. Yeah. And then the current, the current kind of team as well, like who have got retail experience, like 10, 20, 30 years, working with big brands, buying in for millions of pounds and yeah. being involved in that, the logistics, the front end, the back end. Like This is where we're, it's quite exciting to to be able to work with people like this, like who have been there and done it. And, um, and then it's then it's up to us moving forward to like learn about what does work in MMA and kickboxing and judo. Mm-hmm. Boxing's different to kickboxing with the shorts and different things, but yep. does that work with a long sleeve rash guard? Does it better with a t-shirt or is it better with a cotton t-shirt with that sport? Who knows? So this is where we need to um, again, it'll be continually research that and looking at what's what's kind of working. But what does work is having a core, mm-hmm. having your staple, and building that. How many products? Like, so if I was to go on your website here, proper look, because I need to ask you something about that. So, how many products do you have actually? If you were to kind of space them all out across the whole range. The new we've got. We've actually I've actually minimised it. Mm-hmm. Add far more. Um, so that'll be like your, your beanie, black hoodie, black squat proof leggings. We've got our three tracksuits, the mm-hmm. stealth dominate blackout, and then we've got our Unleash the Animal um, rash guard and new tie shorts. So it's actually quite small, us, but we've got a few different colours in there. Um, and the what we'll do is we'll add in like the Animalia, writing t-shirt yeah and then, tire, and then we'll probably go for like wads a few different colors and maybe hoodies mm-hmm. maybe t-shirts and then we'll get the salt tire the scotland range no because um, i've no i've noticed that um sorry mate i didn't even mean to put jump in there okay. um because i've noticed like in brands i've seen brands local brands um they've got like and this is just exaggeration but they've got like 500 different color schemes logos designs and i'm like Perhaps you're maybe getting lost a wee bit in that. I mean, if you're if you've you yourself have kind of condensed it down to a kind of set core amount, does that no kind of back up your message and your belief in your product? Like, I didn't need to try and wow you with 25 million colours or designs. This is what we've got, this is what the message is. 
this is the range. Like, do you know what I mean? It kind of feels like a lot of people maybe get a bit lost in the creativity and they're like, you're just going to kind of lose people because you've got 500 different things. Does that make any sense from a business standpoint? 100%. That's kind of where I had to go through that to realise. You're definitely right. Because at the start, we've done a lot of animal print stuff. Yeah. Flash and a lot of fun and camouflage. But there was so many. And it did kind of work. But you also then get lost in what you're actually doing. A lot of upkeep, I imagine, as well. And the other side of it is, is when you get you start growing a wee bit, having a core range is, is handy. Mm-hmm. Staples. Um, and you can maybe explore different things. We've got badges. Um, we're looking at badges to get. So we might have wee pins, which are class. Right. Things, but definitely having a core range is important. And like you're saying, is having such a variety is very hard to... Unless you're... Unless you're massive, it's easy. But it's kind exactly. of... If you look at what COVID did, we like, we'll just throw it out there, McDonald's. McDonald's reduced their range, right? Yeah. So people might have been like, oh, no, I can't get this now, I can't get that. But they've accepted that instead of getting 50 things, you might only be able to get 20. And people are all right with that. Like, exactly. It's kind of like sometimes the pressure... Poison people mm-hmm. or newness, and I get it because I dare and I, I'm loving it. But it's also about you saying this is what we are making, this is what it's on offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the same goes with like setting your prices and setting your setting different things. Like it'd be very easy for me just to give stuff away for nothing, but everything like, <laughs> but that's not a business and you can't operate like that, and that's not no. an enterprise. So it, it, that's been sometimes hard as well for me to be like, oh man, but, but people need, people do like spending the money. Um, that's the other side of it, but it's just yeah. how you do that. Like, like I say, there's, there's brands out there that charge, like, you're talking about your, your more fascinating brands that give like a track for 500 quid. There's no way that's worth like, the actual material. No. But people really like that and want to spend 500 pounds a track, so fair enough. Nah, goes into the message again. It's like that kind of convincing aspect of it, does it? Um, this is this is the cool clays. This it's like goes back to high school and that everybody had the cool clays and that, and it's kind of like it's a bit the advertisement really and how it appeals to the individual. That's the way I see it. But um, in your brand as such, I mean, is it primarily fightwear? Uh, we've got a mix. No, it's kind of got to be. We're evolving the fight there. Like mm-hmm. the the new stuff we've got coming, are, like I'm just buzzing about because of how it's made, the the finish, like the other stuff is great. Like I loved it, and the people that bought it were like they were like ash is brilliant, and it's very similar to what's out there. But now we've just there's been a few changes, and you're like, well, I never even knew this existed. And folk that have bought Fightwear for years were like, this is actually kind of new. And obviously technology so, is better as well. So right. like that, so we'll have a, a, a more range there. But it's also to complement that, like an active wear or fitness range, yeah. kind of goes hand in hand and then can be used for other sports. So we'll have kind of like a, a Fightwear, active wear, and then like a casual range. And then we'll get that, obviously, like the kids in that. Like the wee the wee cubs, so that'll be 
that will be more coming as a uh, this year, but more into next year. Awesome, man. So see the Animalius. I was looking up the I couldn't have pronounced it. The Animalia CIC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a kind of profit, a profit-based association with your company. So I read that that goes into supporting young people. What, what does that kind of entail? Is that into education programs or um, could you elaborate a bit on that? Because I was a bit unsure about that. So that that was initially it's kind of you would say youth work. Okay. Engagement. Um, that's what CIC set up today. So the the dream is that the brand's big enough to be making money and then that feeds into the kick. So that feeds into So even though technically in my eyes, Animalia Apparel, the brand is a social enterprise, mm-hmm. but specifically set up for that. So our aim is with that is, is that feeds into that, that can make its own money, but mm-hmm. that is asset locked. So any profit made here stays here. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Is getting diverted over, but we've made that. We're quite fortunate, and this just happened through COVID that we got a lot of we got with a success applying for like this. This I can say this, and people apply. Hopefully, they come up more. That you get support for the government, where they give you like a few grand. You don't actually get the money, but it's you get like two and a half grand, and you get to spend that on a lawyer, and lawyers okay. are quite expensive. So they managed to distinguish the link the two together for us. Awesome. Um, and then that also means as well with a kick, I can I can grow the kick brand, the merch as well. More CIC stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's another avenue. But I so the whole point is we'll get that money in there and it'll be like youth work. It'll be like either I'll be partners or it'll be like say we 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 had we could take young people we're part of a programme, we linked up and could take them to the gym for six weeks or we provide clothing or we take them hill walking, things like that. Um, but the goal would also be is maybe to get athletes to get to schools and speak to people, do, do we events. And then the other side is, is with the hill walking, mm-hmm. that we'll create this fund, create this port where we can be like social enterprise PT kind of thing. So you could be part of a group that um, depends if you can, if people can afford it, they pay a set fee. But again, that money just maybe then, say it was like 10 people at 50 quid a month, for example, that was 500 pounds. But then you could go, right, we could actually use 200 of that to get mm-hmm. four other people in here yeah, yeah. who need like, a chance, who might be out of recovery or they just need a bit of support. So people are also paying into something that not only helping them get healthier, but it can help somebody else. You just keep reinvesting that in, just keep building that. So um, we're looking at getting a van. So mm-hmm. we can do these pop-ups, we can do events, we can take people to different things like training, walking, or do like engagement work where the van is kind of equipped it. It can have a TV, it can, you can get a bit of gaming, and then you can kind of attach it so it's like a big gazebo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at that, was just, that was fresh off the press this morning. So uh, awesome, man. that'll be class. Nah, that's, it kind of goes back into that um, that kind of quote you were mentioning earlier. So it is, 
um, whilst you have got this brand, you've got the clothing, you've got that kind of idea going on, it does feed into that social heartbeat on the basis that um, no matter what you're doing, whether it's kind of small scale, large scale, um, social heartbeat, it does seem to be at the heart of society and community in terms of what you're wanting to do. And it seems that no matter kind of where you'll get in terms of success, financial success, popularity, it still always seems to be kind of trickling back down. There's always an agenda to help society and help the community around you, man. That's, that's really inspiring stuff, considering that, as you said, you're in this big competitive world. You would expect that the, the kind of mega bucks, the Adidas is and all that would be like, we've got all this uh, millions in profit and revenue. We're going to put it back into this programme and that programme. But for you at this early stage when, in your own words, you've not yet got into a kind of stage where you can kind of stand atop and kind of look down, um, you're able to still say that that's the aim. This is where we are. If we get to that, we're still going to be kind of coming back down the way to help people. So that's, that's bloody amazing, man. It's yeah. awesome. It's been a, it's even to explain that, it's took a while to even get to this point. Um, with the, the CIC, the, the vision there is, I think I, I'm, I'm running a bit of time here with this because I said this <laughs> last year or the year before. I said, when I'm 40, um, I want to pass that over, mm. the kick at least. I want to still be part of it, but yeah. we are a non exec role, um, which means you're not paid. <laughs> I'm not really paid to earn it, but we need to get some money. But uh, but at the same time, that's kind of what it's set up. So um, somebody else can take that on. And I've looked at other kind of CEOs or directors and different things, and you can have it where your wage structure is kind of close. So your lowest earning team member wouldn't be that far off the top. The gap's not too big. Um, obviously there will be a gap because people could be more responsible for certain things, they may hours or not so much hours, but they do different things. However, our, our bottom level wage would still will still be a good wage. Yeah. Like living wage above easily. Um because I just look at it as if people are supporting Animalia, because at the end of the day I work for Animalia, I'm no Animalia. Um, that it's not going to run without people. So reward people, look after people, give back. You know what I mean? If people are buying into it, well, what can you do for them? Do you know what I mean? Like, and there's, there's many ways we, we can do. Um, and that, that's it. I'm not trying to do this to be somebody or whatever. I'm just doing it. Just well, doing you can it. tell. You can tell. But it doesn't matter. If it's, it's very... The bizarre thing, Steve, is I've actually, <laughs> this year alone, spoke to different people like yourself and Podcast, and I'm like, well, what is this? This is amazing, and I'll, I'm very grateful for it. Um, and I, I like this, but it's like, I don't need my own Instagram to grow, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. To be a... I don't know. I'm just no, I'm just not doing this for that. I couldn't... I, I want to... I want to set this up and be able to have be able to have a, a decent income for myself that I can love. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. I get to do my bills, I learn a bit about fighting, I get to support different people, and that's it. That's really yeah, it. It's just about kind of living, there's a kind of quote, what was it? Something like get, getting something to do, like something about no working while you're kind of living every day where you're not feeling like you're working. 
um, just kind of passion like that. Not always being too content, but being kind of happy and satisfied, but always kind of keep your eye on what's most important. That, that's the kind of aim for everybody. I wish everybody was able to encompass that type of mindset and maybe take a wee bit of pressure off their cell and not to think that the the latest Instagram trend or kind of reality show is where you need to be um, at the kind of height of popularity either. Definitely. And I think what I have learned is I can actually see people a bit different now. Um, and I totally understand the whole influencer thing and like the Love Island and the celebrity aspect, but and even like pop stars, etc. I don't even know if you even use that term, that sounds my age there. But there also is, it's not all, it's not all brilliant. And I, what I mean is, like, I don't believe that anybody who does these things should be a target for any abuse or anything. No, no, no. In my world, and it's not my thing, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think that's fair. If you've not got anything good to say for folk, just don't. Um, you don't need to go and target them. I, you can have your opinion, but you don't need to specifically target them. But I think um, there is ways of doing things. And if that's what people want to do, I just look at it as their business. Like, this is my business. I'll, I'll, I've said the same message for as long as I can remember. And that's just how that's just how it's got to be. No try to date for, for any fame or whatever. See if I can leave somebody and they thought, ah, he was a sound guy or, I like, they enjoyed talking to me. I'm happy with that. I don't need yeah. to be. I'm just a... We're all... We've all got our different roles in life and there are, there's quite a, a few profound messages at camp where when we were at camp, there was, there was one situation where a, a young guy, and this was actually the year my dad passed away, so just before that happened, um, he said something like, it would be nice in life if I had somebody to hold my hand. And that was like, man, that just, do you know what mm. And I've got that. And even my dad passed away, it was a significant part of my life, but I still had people there running about me, a lot of camp. I had a lot of support then. Yeah. So that that's what life's about. That's what, for me, that's it. Um, we're in this together. We're going to leave it at some point. Yeah. So we may as well try and make the best of it when we're here with people. And don't forget, don't forget where, how you've got there or how people can contribute to that. Couldn't, couldn't say any better myself, mate. That's, that's pretty much the way that we should all um, encompass it. So what you got planned for um, 2021? Like what's what's the next six months looking like for you? Well, this month alone, we've got um, the final the Scottish Edge. So we'll be pitching on the 27th of April for a vast amount of money and support um, in the social enterprise final. Um, in fact, the week before that, um, we're, we're going to be on the, the Social Investment Scotland Retail Academy. So you, that'll be like a 92 kind of program. Oh, no, it's the same week, in fact. So I just need to have a wee gap to do this pitch. Mm-hmm. That's quite a significant week. Um, we've got just buying and getting the new stock, getting getting these things ready. Um, we just started, we just done our first wholesale deal there, which was... Mad. Congrats, man. Hi. We've created a... We've got a warehouse distribution partnership now. Not our own warehouse. Oh. It's tiny. We've got a bit of stock in a, in a warehouse and it gets distributed for us. 
Um, again, that's massive. Uh, nice. We've got a very nervous 24 hour challenge. Um, we'll try to get members to get 50 people climbing nervous at the end of August and then maybe collaborating with a charity or something to raise money for. Mm-hmm. If, we don't, if we don't, if they do want to collaborate, it's all right. We'll just yeah. really look to raise money about people getting up and down. But getting involved in a programme for a prolonged time, prolonged period of time to hopefully make a, some kind of impact on their life. Um, and then going around the gyms, connecting with people again. We've got also got a kilt walk at the end of the month as well. So April is a big one. Um, hopefully getting a van. Um, we've got a few funding things that are in, crowdfunding we've got oh. Like do some crowdfunding and then hopefully have uh, we'll have people on the team there'll be people that have been working kind of with me that I can give them a, a significant uh, it's got to say a significant role I've already got a significant role but an actual paid role like an yeah, yeah. job so that's the kind of that's kind of a priority for me is getting people in place and then um, just making things happen best we can. And then me personally, uh, I fancy a bit of trail running, um, trail like competitions, just to just to work towards something. Yeah. Um, and then a bit of outdoor stuff. Um, make sure I've got a bit of time, two, three days a week, that or maybe two days a week that I can just be a bit free for the world. Um, I've been fortunate or unfortunate with finances taking a massive bash over the years that I've ended up being able to live without loads of money. Yeah. So that's been quite good. So when I'm saying take two or three days off, it's not because we're rating it, it's just because I've not got massive outgoings. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep at me. I don't, I just want to do some cool things. No, man, it sounds like you're in a good place. It sounds, I mean, it sounds busy, but. No, no kind of too much. I mean, it's it's all kind of justified. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of good stuff going on, exciting stuff. Um, yeah, man, that's sky's the limit, sounds like. Is. Pretty much, and for the best reasons as well. Aye, no, thanks, mate. It's, uh, aye, I'm just enjoying this journey. Um, no idea where it'll take us, but I'm just going to quite, it's kind of like the whole, that, that whole mountain analogy, like when you climb a, when you climb a, a mountain, um, enjoy it. But when you come back down, find a bigger mountain. And that's yeah, one. That's <laughs> that. No, man. One, one of the most inspiring um, folk I've had the privilege of being able to talk to and learn from and even be inspired in my own right, kind of moving into any kind of stuff that I want to go on. Where could we find more about Animalia and your uh, stuff you got going on with your kilt walk and your crowdfund? Um, just... Just on the socials, uh, we've got Animalia Apparel, um, Instagram, uh, Animalia CIC, if you want to go through there. That's kind of getting a bit more, you know, using that more. Um, we've got that on Facebook, Twitter. And then me, if you want to hook me up with Tony O'Neill on LinkedIn. Um, and then we've got Tony at Animalia Apparel at gmail.com. I think it's that. <laughs> <laughs> You have to go through there, but LinkedIn's quite a cool place to be as well. Um, I'd like to think I've got some quite cool connections with folk that are always looking to support people or work with people. So if anybody's okay. 
happy to connect and put people together. It's kind of what animal is about. Yeah. I've, been, I've been um on the been benefited from being connected so happily link people together and just let that let the magic happen. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on, Tony man. Oh thanks Steve. It's been absolutely oh, no worries. Good luck with all your stuff you got coming on and um I'll definitely share the hell out all the stuff, see if we can get a lot of people uh, facing Animalia and um get a bit of a gist behind the idea and what you've got going on, mate. But no, honestly, man, damage. No, it's been... Awesome great. guy. Awesome company. Cheers, man. You take it easy, buddy, right? Take it easy. Thank you, Steve. Cheers, my man. Thanks again for taking time to listen to Let's Talk Some and get a bit of the gist behind Tony's story and Animalia as a whole. Again, check out Animalia on Facebook, Instagram, Animalia Apparel. Get a wee gist of what they're doing. Get a wee gist of the kind of programmes they've got going on, the focus moving into 2021. Looks like we're going to get into a more positive vibe over the year and we're going to be getting hopefully back to normality. I'm hoping to get more face-to-face stuff going on, if I'm honest, because Zoom's amazing, but there's nothing better than face-to-face contact and hopefully we can get this uh, whole pandemic to the back and move forward and get some more chit-chats and some more episodes. I've got a lot of cool guests coming up. Um, I mean it, a lot of cool guests, a lot of different environments, a lot of different genres. Again, we're just going to keep that kind of flow going on. But again, check out Animalia and check out Let's Talk Some Podcast on your social medias. And yeah, have a good week and let's see what it's got in store for you. Take care.